This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome to another show of the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. It's Michael Levitt, and today I've got Jennifer Longworth. She's a freelance editor, host of her own podcast, uh, has podcasts with Jennifer.com, and does a variety of other awesome stuff. So, Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So, we'll start off on podcasts because I've found that many people uh, that I talk with in MySpace, which not the website MySpace people, forget that, <laughs> but my, my, my space in, in leadership and healthcare and other industries is a lot of people are getting interested in either having their own podcast or being on podcast shows because as newer cars continue to come out, you know, it's a natural installation on the car stereo system to have podcasts available. So people are you know, finally getting in tune, pardon the pun, with what's going on in the podcast arena. So talk to us a little bit about you know, how you got into the podcast arena and you know, some of the things that you've discovered along the way and, and we can continue from there. Well, I like what you said about the cars, first of all, because when people ask me, you know, where do I see podcasts going? When do, when is it going to take off or, or whatever? And that's what I always come back to. I'm like, once more cars have the Bluetooth, all of them, I has Bluetooth, but my the car my kid drives doesn't. So listening to podcasts in the car isn't as easy for her as it is for me. Once that catches up, ah, podcasts are totally going to explode. They already are, but it's totally going to explode then because radio is primarily consumed in the car. People don't even have radios in their house anymore. Statistics show that the number of radios in the household has dropped dramatically over the past few years. And I think about how many radios I have in my house. One, but do we ever listen to it? No. If we're listening to the radio, it's in the car. So. You totally nailed it with that. Podcasts are great. They're mobile. You don't have to be watching anything. You can do something and consume the audio content and learn lots of stuff. But until it's easier to listen in the car, they're not quite going to take over yet. It's a great analogy on the on the stereo systems. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that you know people would have gigantic speakers in their house, surround sound systems, you know, the racks and racks and racks of you know albums or CDs or cassette tapes. Now we seem to be migrating back a little bit to albums, but having a huge album collection now would be really expensive based on how much they charge for each one of those things now just because of supply and demand. But now all of our, our, our music's on our phones and mm -hmm. up in the cloud. And just thinking about my place, I have a Sony alarm clock radio that is in my dining room that I'll put on occasionally just to listen to you know, regular music occasionally. But more often than not, I'm going to stream it off of my phone or off my laptop or like you said, in the car. Mm -hmm. And one of the big things I love about this medium of podcast, and I was having a discussion the other day with somebody about it that wasn't really on board with it yet, but they're a huge talk radio fan. And I told them, I said, okay, when you listen to whatever station you happen to listen to, and they're talking about different subject matters, do you listen to all of them, all the subjects that they talk about, or just 
some that interest you? And they said, you know, just a sum. And I told them, I said, well, here's the beautiful thing about podcasts. You can subscribe and download episodes that are in your interest mm-hmm. and you can listen to them. So it's basically a customized radio station for the content that you wish to consume on whatever subject you're interested in. And it, it, it awakened them a little bit and they're going, wait a minute. Yeah, that's good. And I said, and their car has a stereo in there. So it syncs with their phone so they can listen to their stuff on their commutes that they want to listen to. I use it a ton in my travels. I, you know, I download a bunch of episodes on my phone and during my flights, you know, a lot of times I fly, you know, from Toronto out to LA or San Diego or down to Florida or wherever I happen to go. So these are long flights and mm-hmm. I can listen to several podcast episodes during the flight and it really makes my flight shorter because I'm engaged, I'm paying attention to what's being discussed on the show. I have a notebook so I can write down some notes and and next thing you know, it's like, oh wow, we're landing in twenty minutes. Like, oh okay. Oh. Yeah. I mean, long ago, it was like you're sitting there going, okay, how much more do we have this flight? Oh, we've been in the air for half an hour. We have four to go. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's torture. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so that I, I'm full on board with, with you on what you said about those things is we've changed things. And I think with the, the advent of the smartphones, it's actually created uh, an opportunity for people to use the medium and grow from it. And the smart speaker as well. I had the little Alexa dot. Thing. Oh, now she's going to talk to me. <laughs> and I listen to the podcast through my smart speakers because I don't even need to have my phone right next to me. I just tell her what to play and she plays it. So that's kind of fun too. And it was really exciting the first time I asked her to play my show, The Thoughtful Entrepreneur, and she did. I was like, yes, I am somebody. I asked the lady in the box to play my show. And it's here. So I did like a Facebook Live of that. I was so excited showing everyone how to listen to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Now you asked how I got into podcasting. And I'm primarily an editor. And I taught myself audio editing back in 2005-ish because one of my friends from high school started a February album writing month challenge to write 14 songs in 28 days. I was like, hey, this sounds real fun. So I taught myself editing to be able to participate in FOM. And it was just for fun. And I didn't think anything of it really that was going to go anywhere because I was a stay-at-home mom. I recorded cute little songs to my kids. We had a lot of fun. Yay! And I participated in FOM for many years, just learning it on my own. And then ended up uh, working for a local radio station, a small local nonprofit Catholic talk station. I just started a call screener. And then since I was there in the afternoons, I became the traffic reporter in the afternoon, which involved recording myself and editing a 30 second to one minute traffic. I don't remember how long I had, but I only had like three minutes to record it, edit it and program it in to get released. And then we needed a co-host on the afternoon show. And, oh, look who is here because she was call screening and doing traffic, Jennifer. So I kind of got the job of being co-host on the air and then ended up with my own show as a weekend show. So I was co-host and then had my own show. So that's where my mic experience as a host came from. But in the meantime, we were doing some remote shows with our station and having remote hosts from 
Boston. We're in Lexington. So we had Seattle, Boston, California, all, all over the place. And I would run the board and be the producer, board operator for those shows. So then I was getting more technical experience. And then editing a show on the weekends, we would meet at 7 a.m. The show played at 10. So we'd sit there and record and I would edit as we go along and it would be ready by time. So that's kind of how I got my experience. Now being a small nonprofit radio station, small and nonprofit, finally caught up with us and we were purchased by a larger group and goodbye radio station. We kind of knew that was coming. So we started looking more into podcasts. In the meantime, I see the radio station is about to be sold. I go, okay, I need to go back to school. I had only an associate's degree, wanted to finish the bachelor's degree, found a program with Southern New Hampshire University Online for new media, so communications, new media, and we had to choose a type of new media to do projects on and, and stuff like that, as you can imagine, being in school, and I chose podcasting, so I really dug into the industry at that point. And learned more about the behind the scenes and industry. And that's where I found out about podcast movement and got plugged into that Facebook group community. Was not able to go at the time because my husband's like, well, you're not really in podcasting. I was like, but I'm going to be. But he was like, no, you don't need to go to podcast movement. You're not into podcasting yet. Little did he know, I'd end up being a podcast movement speaker <laughs> just a few years later. But learning the industry and just getting excited in the industry was really a lot of fun. And then a couple of years ago, after the station sold, I found a way to do this freelance podcast editing thing and started picking up my own clients. And then, ta-da, here I am, I guess. <laughs> That's an awesome journey. And the radio experience definitely helps out quite a bit, I think, it to, you know, to navigate through this because again, many, many entrepreneurs that are looking at expanding their scope and expanding their ability to really you know, get their name out there, you know, podcasting is a great mechanism for it. You know, the challenge we face, I think though, is again, we, we find that there's so many others that are out there that we, you know, we're wondering, okay, am I you know, going to be able to shine you know, in this vast number of podcasts that are out there. And I always tell people, get your stuff out there because your stuff is you. You're mm -hmm. an individual. Yes, there's billions of people on this planet, but there's only one you and your perspective and your experiences are unique to you. And the things that you've learned and picked up, no matter what field you're in, uh, is something that you know, could be shared. And if you're passionate about uh, sharing this knowledge, podcasting is a great way to get your message out there and, and get leverage and expertise. Um, so, and obviously you've, you've picked up on that. And, you know, when you, when you hang out at a radio station long enough and you start to be really good at things, next thing you know, you're going to be asked to do other things as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Went from being a volunteer call screener to basically production manager, director, whatever just by hanging out, being around. Well, that's where opportunity comes into play is for many of us, you, especially in the entrepreneurial world, we're, we're so busy chasing that 
you know, dog tail of ours. And we're, we're trying to figure out, okay, what do we need to do? Do we need to be on this platform, this platform? Do we share this? Do we share that? And ultimately what ends up happening is we miss out on opportunities because we're so busy being busy. Right. And in, in this environment, um, you look for the opportunities, you find the guests that you want to talk with and that's one of the neat side effects. Um, I don't want to call it a side effect, but it's kind of a side effect in, in having your own podcast show or being on other shows is you start to talk with some really interesting people mm-hmm. and you get understanding of, you know, where they're from. And, you know, here you are, you say you're in Lexington and I'm calling you from Toronto. I'm originally from Detroit and it's like, okay, you know, I, I joke with people. I get to vote and screw up two countries, but that's, <laughs> that's where I'll said this is not a political show. Um, I understand both sides of the fence and in some countries there's multiple sides of the fence, but Hey, uh, that's where it ends. But it, it, it's fun and it, it's a again a great medium and it gives us the opportunity to again talk with some great people and <laughs> and grow and I think that's one thing that I encourage people and I'm sure you you do this as well is when you interview people and you talk with people you, you know the, the dirty little secret is you know we ask for things to help us grow ourselves you know we, we okay, okay what what do you think about this or you know how in the world did you get you know, your podcast to come up on Alexa or Siri, you know, what, what were the steps? What surprised you about working in this industry? Uh, because I know you, you do editing and a variety of other things. What, what's some surprises that you have encountered uh, in your time, you know, doing this? Well, one thing that's tremendous about the community as a whole in the industry is how supportive everyone is. Everyone is out to make each other better because if you're a podcaster and you believe in what podcasting is and you see where we can go with it and want to make it the best it can be, we're all going to work together to get there. And even amongst the editors, I'm in the podcast editor club on Facebook, it could be real competitive. Like in the corporate world, stepping on each other, get out of my way. And Sometimes you'll feel a little bit of that, but mostly we're there to help each other. Hey, anyone help me with editing this file? I'm stuck. What do you think? Or I need help setting rates and people will actually help with that. And I've gotten referrals from other editors who have given me business because they can't take anymore. Or, hey, I'm raising my rates and this client can't go up with me. I know you're cheaper. (laughs) So can you take on this client? And I, okay, well, that's about what I'm charging anyway. Sure, I'll take them on. So it's a supportive community. And I feel like I have found my people. You know, this is my tribe. I go to Podcast Movement and Podfest and all these things. I'm like, oh, you guys are like me. Wow, I belong here. And, And that's kind of kind of cool to to know I have found my place. I mentioned before I had to go back to school to finish the bachelor's because when I got my associate's degree, okay, podcasting, that wasn't a thing. If you'd asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, a podcast editor wasn't a thing. Like, what's an MP3? We didn't, that, that wasn't a thing growing up. So seeing how the technology has come, even in just from downloading a file from your computer to an iPod, and then now you can just stream it from your lady in a box. 
it's it's kind of really cool to see where the technology has come, where it's going, and that's exciting. And and to feel like I'm part of something bigger than me in a way, because once you get involved in the community, now if you're just a podcaster, sitting behind a mic, doing your own thing in your little room in your closet, whatever, you're really missing out on all that podcasting has to offer, which in my opinion is the community. Even like the big guys, in my opinion, like Aaron Menke of Lore, who has a freaking TV show and books and audiobooks and all this stuff. I hung out with him at Podcast Movement. He's a real person like me. What? <laughs> and, and not, you know, some of these guys you think, oh my gosh, Aaron Menke, he's so amazing. But no, he's just, he's a guy like me. And, and if I was insular in my podcasting and just sitting here and doing my own thing, totally missing out on the network, just cheating yourself. So for anyone out there who is looking to do a podcast, already doing a podcast, whatever, be sure to plug into the community. There's oodles of Facebook groups. There's a lot of conferences you can go to, but really take advantage of, of the network that's out there to support you. Yeah, podcast movement is definitely on my bucket list to go next year. Um, missed it, of course, this year. Uh, but it's, and I agree with you. I've I've hung out with other podcasters uh, at, at various conferences that I have attended, and you hit it right on the head. Um, these are some just great, incredible people. Um, they're just you know they're regular people. Yes, you've got you know your JLDs of the world that have really taken off on things. Yeah, but he's accessible. I've oh, met yeah. him. I've like gotten my picture taken with him, and he's a he's a guy. Well, yeah, I, he's taken off. He's been on have, fire, but he's a guy. <laughs> I, I have his personal email address, and that was because um, part of the, one of the mastermind groups that I belong to had accidentally added his personal email address in this email chain. So all of a sudden, we're Oops. looking down, and he, <laughs> he chimed in on something. It's like sounds great and all that stuff, and I'm like, okay, I have it. I'm not going to use it because out of respect, I will, you know, in reaching out to him, I would go through the proper channels and all that. But yeah, he's, he's approachable. Pretty much okay. all of us are. And yeah, it, it's awesome. And these, these events are, again, you haven't been to the podcast movement yet, but I, I can anticipate that it's an absolute blast. It's sharing. And one of the things that you, you said, a few minutes ago about the community things and even you know with you know the editing group and everyone else there's more collaboration than competition mm-hmm. and we're all here to help each other grow and we look and we say okay Jennifer's at this level with her show uh, I know that Doug is at his level with this show there's some similarities there but he, I, let me introduce them so he can show her or vice versa a couple things to elevate their show, expand their audience, do all kinds of different things. And then we all grow together. Yeah. And it's, it, it's such an amazing feeling. I've met some absolutely amazing people since I launched this a couple of years ago. And you know, my life is completely better because of it. Uh, you know, the friendships that I've made, I've got business partnerships that I have through podcasting and meeting people at these conferences. Because so oftentimes, you know, again, being my background was originally in accounting and then healthcare space. You go to those conferences, you get your binders, you bring the binders home, you put them on your bookshelf and guess what? Yeah, I'm looking at some binders that I haven't touched since uh, 2016. Um, right. they, should, they should probably be recycled uh, because 
there's I, there, there was no takeaways from it. It's like, okay, well, there's there's two or three days I'll never get back. <laughs> Where these types of things, I mean, you're you're filling out notes. Your brain is just filling up, and you're going, okay, I'm gonna do this. All right, great. It's like, oh, that's an awesome mic. I love how that sounds. And or, okay, good. We we found this great editor that can you know make us sound like we know what we're doing, and it, <laughs> it's 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 awesome. Let's do that. And and you just grow and it just, you leave the conference. And even if some of them are, you know, long days and nights, which a lot of these are, uh, because while well, there's um, things that happen in the evening hours, typically at these things and, you know, the 8 a.m., you know, start the next day is a little rough for some of us, but, you know, we, 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 we strengthen up and we get to it. Uh, but at the end of it, you're, you're dog tired, but you're like, I don't want it to be over. Right. Because you you are growing, you're you're educating yourself, and you're just expanding your reach and your knowledge. And we starve for that. So this is an industry, quite frankly, that's like no other that I've ever experienced. And believe me, you know, in my thirty three plus year career, I've worked in a lot of different industries, but this is one that's unlike anything that I've ever seen. It even even trumps the dot-com era because I worked in IT during the dot-com buildup where it was just absolutely zaniness where you had to get placed in an IT role and six months later, the recruiter would call me and say, hey, I got a better position for you. I'm like, dude, you just posted this position here. You're, you you want me to go with this? And they'll say, well, it pays 15000 more a year. You've got my resume. Yeah. And, and okay. away you go. And that's it was zany times where this one it's the same kind of fun and excitement and all of that, but it's not, it's not necessarily zany or crazy. This is something where we know that, you know, we haven't even approached, you know, the impact that podcasts are going to have because people are, you know, are listening. They can listen anywhere. They've got their phones. It's in their cars. They can say, Hey, the name of my female voice on my phone. I'm not going to say her name again. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I'm still giggling about that. Uh, so you, you have access to everything. So now you can choose to listen to things that you want to listen to that's good for you or that entertain you. And it, it it's changed media and it will continue to do so because people can customize what they consume instead of saying, okay, this is what the big networks are going to give us or this is what the big radio stations are going to give us. No, I want to listen to this. And then you have that option to you know, pick whatever you want to listen to. And when people talk to me about starting their own show, because I get these questions a lot once people figure out what a podcast is. <laughs> What's a podcast? I get that a lot. What do you do? I'm a podcast editor. What is a podcast? Oh, but if they know what a podcast is and they're like, hey, I want to start a podcast. And then I'm like, well, who, you know, what are you going to talk about? Who are you going to talk about? Oh, well, I want everyone to be able to listen to my show. And I'm like, no, no, that's not really what podcasting is about. It's about getting very niche and finding your tribe and talking to them. You don't have to talk to everybody because not everybody's going to want to listen. You have to get more, the more specific you can be in podcasting, the better you're going to be. You can be very specific and, and people get hung up on monetization and, and how much money am I going to make? Well, don't, don't worry about that. But if you get very, very, very specific, then advertiser sponsors who are looking for that specific audience may want to work with you because they want your people. Whereas if you're just 
blasting to the masses, you got to get the numbers before someone may want to sponsor you. There's a lot of debate that goes on about this, but you mentioned learning from your guests and such as your podcast host. And one of my early guests says the riches are in the niches. And I've just kind of held on to that. And I think that's especially true in podcasting, you know, with your audience. Okay, you might not be getting 10,000 downloads per episode, but if you have 10 invested listeners who are engaged, personally, I think that's more valuable in a way than 10,000 people who are like, eh, you know, only kind of caring. That's spot on, you know, the riches and the niches, because... If you try to sell to everybody, you'll sell to nobody. And the monetization component of it, yes, there's options there, but focus on, and this is, it doesn't matter whether you're doing a podcast, if you're writing eBooks, if you're writing books, if you're coaching, anything like this, go into it with the mindset of helping people with the content or the skills and the expertise that you have. Go in, help people. And the more people you help, uh, it will turn around and it will help you. Yes, the financial, the financial component of it will, will take care of itself. Um, but you know, put serving people first. And if you get really good at that and you really niche down to your audience, who is your tribe? Who's your avatar? Who are the people you want to work with? And you get really good at that. Over time, all of a sudden, you will rise up and you'll be one of the top choices out there just because you've been doing it and you're consistent with it. And it's, yes, it takes time. Um, Most of us are definitely, you know, the five to 10 year overnight successes. And (laughs) we're not, everybody thinks, oh, wow, look at you. You're doing so successful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many 18-hour days I was pulling to do this? Yeah. Right. When you were out clubbing, you know, now, yeah. I, now I'm really successful. So thank you for going to my club. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'll ever own a club, but that would be kind yeah. of fun to say that. You know, it's like, while yeah, you were clubbing, true. I was busting my you-know-what, and now I own that club. So thanks. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Yeah. I've heard people who have been able to go full-time with their podcast. It took them five years. And you just have to keep going for five years. It's not an overnight thing because people, a guy who was a client at one point, he started his podcast with the point of making money and he hadn't totally worked out the tech and the content yet. Well, if you don't have your tech and your content, you're definitely not going to make money, in my opinion. So prioritize content. (laughs) Work on your content. Content is king and you work on it, you know, become the thought leader in Mm -hmm. whatever space you are in, serve. Um, Are there other thought leaders? Of course. I've written books, you know, I have a book that's in the leadership section at bookstores. Um, Yeah, guess what? There's also, you know, 200 other authors out there that have books in leadership. (laughs) Right. Or even more. And same thing with podcasts. And we've talked about this a couple of times. Like, yeah, there's... There's a lot of podcasts out there, but if you've got something that you feel is important that's going to make an impact on people's lives, get out there and do it. Um, it the entry fee to start is minimal. Uh, yep. It really is. Um, and you don't need to... Now, I know I have some friends of mine that'll probably disagree with this, but I'll say initially, you don't need to go out and drop 
you know, $50,000 on equipment and all that stuff. Start with a, a decent sounding microphone, some headphones, get, you know, gear, make sure your internet connection is as stable as it can be. And just, you know, start doing it and listen to other formats and see how, mm-hmm. how those shows format. But, you know, you, you can always borrow, you know, plagiarism is actually, uh, you know, flattering to some people, I guess. Um, but, you know, if you listen to the shows you want to listen to and go, okay, I like that style, but develop your own and, right. and, and talk about the subject matter that you find interesting that you think other people will find interesting. Um, and that you can talk to, about for more than 10 episodes. That's key. Yeah, because you can look around and you can see podcasts that are a dozen in and they haven't done anything since 2016. And you're like, oh. Right, because they ran out of stuff that like, hey, I want to start a podcast. I'm really excited. I like this topic. And now I don't have anything else to say about it. I'm done. Yeah, and well, what, what's comical topic. is I've, I've seen a handful of them where I think they have you know their tweets of their podcast episodes on a schedule or either Hootsuite or Buffer or something like that. You know, go to click on it and you'll say, okay, this is 2016 and there hasn't been anything since. Like, yeah. They changed the name of their show. They got something else. Nope. It's, they're just regurgitating the stuff from two years ago. Yeah. Since show, but it was like, okay, well, that's it. So, hmm. Maybe they should either do something else or you know, maybe remove those auto tweets from their scheduler. <laughs> oh, come on. It's evergreen content, though. We don't ever need to put out a new episode. Exactly. Gosh, just, what are you talking about? Yeah, just regurgitate the stuff you did 10 years ago. And guess what? You'll be in the same space you were 10 years ago. I'm not saying evergreen isn't good. It's like there's, a pur- <laughs> there's a purpose for it. And especially in the world of, of social media, Mm-hmm. And, and Twitter especially, where I use the analogy, Twitter is like a river. You basically kind of look in and see where things are, and then you you dodge out because you're not going to see everything unless you, you know, stalk a particular account or something like that. Then you'll see <laughs> all of their stuff. But right. for the most part, you glance in and you look and go, okay, what's going on? And then you, you move out of it and away you go. So the evergreen works well for that medium because um, – People that need to see what you have to offer, you may not be looking at it when you schedule it. So mm-hmm. if you use it again and again, there's a chance that your next big client uh, will come across it. Mm-hmm. So how can people find out more about you and, and uh, information that you'd love to share with the audience today? Well, my website is podcastwithjennifer.com and that gives you a basic overview of who I am, especially focusing on the podcast editing that I do. Uh, also, listen to me on the Thoughtful Entrepreneur podcast that releases each Thursday. We call it Thoughtful Thursday. Ha, ha, ha. So, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur releases on Thursdays. Learn more of that at upmyinfluence.com slash podcast. And follow me on Twitter at Joys of Mercy. Awesome. And we'll have all that information in the show notes. And yes, Thoughtful Thursday. I'm sure there's a hashtag associated with it. Yeah. And I forget to use the hashtag when I send out the tweets about the show being up. I'm like, oh yeah, I should do that. Thoughtful Thursday. Yeah. That's that's, (laughs) that's some of the stuff we forget stuff and or we'll use the wrong hashtag. It's like, you know, Monday motivation. It's like people say, you know, it's Wednesday, right? It's like "Mm." Wednesday wisdom. Sorry. my bad. Exactly. Sorry. (laughs) I'm not going to go back and edit it. You know, maybe pretty much it's out in the ether now. It's like, you know, good luck trying to rein it in. So, oh, Sunday, maybe we'll get an edit button in Twitter, but not yet. (laughs) We'll see. 
Well, Jennifer, thank you again for being on the show. Really appreciate you and the conversation we had today. I, and I know the audience will definitely grow from it. And and I again, we we highly encourage you if you have any interest in podcasts, you know, reach out to to Jennifer, and uh, she'll be able to guide you in the right steps to um, launch your own podcast career. So again, thanks so much, Jennifer, for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Michael. My pleasure. And until next time, be well. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.